The following is brought to you by Dustin Campbell, Daily Tech News Show, Michael Bolick, The Joe Q Car Show, Andy Beach, Nick Wood, Jim Wright, Will Harris, and Craig. Welcome, everybody, to the Politics, Politics, Politics Show. Joining you from our Georgia runoff election headquarters at the gorgeous Hyatt Regency in downtown Atlanta, Georgia. Yes, the only hotels I know in Atlanta are the ones that normally do Dragon Con. So I have come back to a hotel where at least I know where everything is and I know how to get to the highways. But we are not here for cosplay. We are not here for all night drinking at the Metro. We are not here for hotel parties. Indeed, everything is COVID masked up and safe. And yet the results are hot. Of course, we're going to have a breakdown of everything that happened. But also, I want to dissect this race a little bit because I've been uh, around here over the last two and a half days, talked to a lot of people, seen a lot of things firsthand. And among the ways I want to dissect this is, number one, talk about exactly how nervous and weird Kelly Leffler is. I want to talk about the fact that it's super odd insanely odd and I think it's gotten too much of a pass that David Perdue who should be the lead dog in this race was a total no-show I want to talk about the future of the Democratic Party after Trump because one of the things that we saw during the vote in November the general election in November when Donald Trump was on the ballot a lot of Democrats came out when he was not on the ballot, when it was just a Senate race or a House race, oh, Republicans did a little bit better than you thought. So we want to talk about that for a second. And we're going to do something that we have not done in a while, but I have fresh goodies. Uh, thank you to everybody and their praise for the campaign Undertaker. However, we did not do something that the campaign Undertaker normally always does. And that is a merch giveaway. So we will do the first of a couple weeks of merch giveaways on this show. However, since the votes are in, but first! Holy smokes, I did not think that we were going to have definitive results to this, Uh, but it looks like we're going to have the closest thing to definitive results as I uh, record this here for you. Uh, A full disclosure, it is 1230 in the morning here. 
on the East Coast. And as I watch CNN, Raphael Warnock is all but your new senator from Georgia. He beats Kelly Leffler, at least by our current count, by a point and a half with 98% of all Georgia runoff votes counted, both early absentee and election day. Looks like uh, uh, the state has gotten its stuff together, at least in terms of the counting. And as it stands now, and this will be possibly different by the time that I hit publish, but David Perdue holds an extraordinarily slim lead of 1,200 votes over John Ossoff. However, the remaining votes in Georgia are from heavily Democratic areas, which means we've got to see change in the Senate here, folks. That means that we might have seen the final days of Mitch McConnell's reign as Senate Majority Leader. Chuck Schumer has indeed taken Georgia and changed the world. Warnock and Ossoff knock off Purdue and Leffler, uh, uh, at least most likely, uh, as I record this, and it happens the way that you would have expected the Democrats to win. They turn their people out. They turn their people out in Atlanta. They did, they did it in Fulton County. They did it in Cobb County. They did it in, in DeKalb County. And, and ultimately, those were the counties that really mattered. Meanwhile, the Republicans needed... Stuff to happen upstate. They needed stuff to happen in uh, uh, these northern counties that are Republican strongholds. They needed to duplicate the Trump turnout. And look, we're going to spend a lot of time talking. A lot of time talking over the uh, uh, next few weeks and months on exactly how things go from here. And whose fault this is. In fact, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, who whose fault I think it is a little bit later in this show. But there's no question that there was a lack of unity on one side of this fight. And indeed, I think that the, the, the side that stuck together was the one that won. I mean... You had progressives, you had centrists, you had all of uh, the blue team all coming out to rep for two candidates that were kind of different. And you had one side that was scraping and clawing to put together a message for which you could unify on other than look how bad the other guys are. And at the end of the day, it looks like Georgia said, well, why don't we see for ourselves? I mean, they were willing. Georgia, Georgia is a state that was willing to say that they wanted to give Biden, they wanted to give the Democrats all three 
uh, uh, both houses of Congress and the White House, right? That's extraordinary. That's extraordinary. Georgia's a very prudent state. This is not New York, right? This isn't California. Georgia's a state for which you would imagine that they would value divided government. But not the case. All right. Uh, uh, full disclosure, the rest of this episode was recorded before uh, uh, the final results came in. So uh, uh, there might be some uh, uh, things that are that are there for which, uh, uh, you know, just understand they were recorded beforehand. I think they all still count. This is basically my dissection of the race. But one last thought here. I can't wait. For the progressives, for the honeymoon to be over between the progressives and Ossoff. <laughs> I can't wait for that first vote where, where they can't count on Ossoff. Oh, boy. There is, there is going to be... It's like... Ossoff, I would imagine, is like a Chuck Schumer prequel. You know, now that he's in... God, did that boy raise a lot of money. He's not in yet, though. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm watching here... He's still down by a thousand. So there's an outside oppor- an outside chance that when I next talk to you, indeed, I was too hasty in proclaiming that uh, Cocaine Mitch is out as the majority leader, and and Ossoff has pulled off his finest work. But as of right now, you gotta give the Democrats credit; they pulled it out. They ran a good team. Stacey Abrams is exactly as formidable. As uh, uh, as advertised. And now, boy, if you're the Republicans, after four years of drinking liberal tears, it appears that the bill has come due. I want to go back in time about 24 hours or so. Dalton, Georgia. That's North Georgia. It's where the GOP really needs to turn people out. About 20 minutes from the Tennessee line. Kelly Leffler is getting up on stage. Donald Trump has, between savaging the current state of the Republican Party in Georgia, uh, praised her, said that he didn't want to come out for a rally unless it was anybody but for Kelly and David. He loves Kelly and David. Kelly and David are the best. David can't make it. We'll get to him in a second. But Kelly, 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 we love Kelly Leffler. Let's bring out Kelly Leffler. I want you to listen to her remarks in their entirety. Hello, Georgia! Woo! Thank you, Georgia! I have an announcement, Georgia. On January 6th, I will object to the Electoral College vote. That's right. That's right. Thank you. We're going to get this done. All right, Georgia, but I have a very important question for you. Are you ready to show America that Georgia's a red state? That's right. That's right. Look, this president fought for us. We're fighting for him. He put America first. He put the American worker first. Thank you, Mr. President. 
He stood with our men and women of law enforcement. He restored our military. My opponent, radical liberal Raphael Warnock, he attacked, yeah, he attacked our police, our military. He spoke out against Israel, evangelicals, small businesses. Georgia, we have to hold the line. You have to get out and vote tomorrow. Georgia, we are the firewall to socialism. We have to get it done. I love you guys. Thank you. God bless you. God bless Georgia. One minute and 10 seconds. One minute and 10 seconds is all she goes. The reason why Donald Trump is there in Georgia in Dalton, in a cold-ass airfield, on a Monday night, on a two-lane road, where everybody had to park at a local high school and outside of a gas station so they could get bussed in. The reason why they're all there is to get her into office. And let me also say that she does it poorly. She is given a gift. She has staged herself something that could equal gigantic, unrestrained adulation for her. Now, let me backtrack a little bit because I saw Kelly Leffler once before on this trip. Went to a rally for her in Cartersville that is also... OTP, as they say here in Georgia, that is outside the perimeter. There is a a, a a highway circle around Atlanta. And so to describe the difference in culture between the city folk and the country folk, you say either inside the perimeter or outside the perimeter. Cartersville is outside the perimeter. To give you a sense of it, it's only really about 30 minutes, 45 minutes away from Atlanta. But it feels a lot more. It feels a lot like where my wife grew up in like Mansfield, Ohio, which is in between Cleveland and Columbus. It's a small town. It's a nice small town. There's a mellow mushroom. There's a train. But Kelly Leveler got up during that rally and she just machine gunned through a 10 minute stump speech. Like, just running over applause lines, running over any moment where the crowd could connect with her. She looked scared. She looked like a backup that was called in, uh, you know, with two minutes left to go in the game in the fourth quarter of a championship. Unprepared, unready. But I figured, you want to know what? This happened right after the Trump tape stuff blew up. You had no idea what the fallout was going to be. She didn't really want to spend a whole lot of time up there uh, in a way where somebody might yell something and she has to answer it. This was a survive and escape kind of situation. So she got it. Maybe she was just a little nervous. But right there, that's her opportunity to really shine. All right, Mr. Smarty Pants, if you're so smart, if you're so good, what would you do? Well, I think she could have used that minute 
and 10 seconds really effectively. She could have been a blockbuster right there. And all she needed to do was switch things up a little bit. Get up and do what she did during the Valdosta Trump rally and start talking about how great Donald Trump is and everything that he's done for America. Now, during that appearance, and Purdue was actually there, the crowd started chanting, fight for Trump, fight for Trump, fight for Trump. If I were Kelly Loeffler, I would want them to do exactly that one more time. So either you start talking about how great Trump is and then you 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 know get a couple of applause lines and then you build to your big news or you get chanted at fight for Trump fight for Trump and you go you want to know what I'm glad you guys said it Dalton Georgia I'm glad you said it I'm glad you said it because it leads me into my big news that on January 6th, I am going to fight for Trump and I'm going to object to the uh, Electoral College. At that point, that crowd would have come unglued because you're connecting with them because you're not scared of them. And ultimately, that's what I think Kelly Leffler truly is. Scared. I think she's unready. And by the way, I think she's got reason to be annoyed. I think she's got reason to be frustrated. Because if she is the backup quarterback that is coming in in the fourth quarter of the championship game, it's because the starter went down. And right now, the starter in the Republican Party, the one that's going to turn out the voters that need to turn out for Purdue and Leffler to win is Donald Trump. And yes, to his credit, he came down and he did two rallies. But both of those rallies were overshadowed by his personal animus toward the Secretary of State and the governor. And then we get to the other guy on the ballot. Well, Wilfred, there's just been a last-minute shakeup in this race as GOP Senator David Perdue announces that he is in quarantine after coming into close contact with someone who has COVID. Now, his campaign said that he did test negative today and that he's following CDC guidelines. But, of course, this comes just days before his critical race for a runoff against Democrat John Ossoff. The other Georgia GOP Senator, Kelly Leffler, is facing That off report was on right New now, Year's Eve. David Perdue quarantining because he was in contact with somebody that had COVID. The old adage is said that uh, success has a million fathers and failure is an orphan. Well, I'm going to flip it on its head. If John Ossoff goes to Washington, D.C., then I got plenty of places to put blame. And indeed, you can say that Trump screwed things up. And you can say that there are historical changes that are happening in Georgia. And maybe it's becoming North Carolina. Maybe it's becoming Virginia. 
You can say that Kelly Leffler is a bad candidate. You can say that the COVID insider trading scandals were a problem. But there's one that I will not let go of. And that is that David Perdue should be personally blamed for fumbling the bag in the final days of this election. I was shocked that he did not show up to the Trump rally the night before people are supposed to vote. In the moment when the light was the hottest, when all of the international media was there. And let me tell you, when you're in those Trump rally pens, in in the freak show, and you got a bunch of people in camo taking your picture because you're the, 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 the freak and I'm the bearded lady, like... There's a lot of international outlets. For whatever reason, every rally I went to was the same Russian outlet, not RT. They're not there in Thanksgiving. They're not there at Christmas. They're not there for all those other stops. You want to know when the media shows up? You want to know when you have an opportunity to excite your base, specifically if you're a GOP senator and you know that it's important that the election day turnout come out for you because you're going to have a disadvantage in terms of early voting? The four days before the election and Purdue couldn't do it. Now, I am loathe to blame a person for getting sick. I think that that's the kind of inhumanity that only worsens what is an absolute international tragedy, this pandemic. But luckily, politicians aren't people. (laughs) So I am going to savage David Perdue for this because it is up to him to keep himself healthy. It's up to him to make sure that his circle is is tight, to make sure that he's not uh, uh, interacting with anybody. You got to put yourself effectively into a working quarantine. You've got to make sure that you are hitting as many places as possible and you are preserving your franchise to do what you need to do. And that's appear in person at rallies, and make sure that you have the opportunity to be there. Now, if he survives this, that, that's that's something that we can say, okay, uh, uh, there are other issues here. But I, I do think that this was something that I don't want to let him skimp on. You got to be there. You got to be out there. And I wouldn't be shocked if he actually has it. Because if it was four days ago, and he tested negative then, he could have tested negative before that Trump rally. I have a real complicated relationship with doing interviews at rallies. I'm just going to lay that out there for you. Mostly because, you know, once you've done one, you kind of done them all. It's like going to a, a Funko Pop convention. Hi, sir. Why are you here? Because I love Funko Pops. What do you love about Funko Pops? Well, they're cartoon characters from my favorite cartoons or people from my favorite shows, but they got big old heads. 
Cool. You having a good time? Yeah. Like, this is this is the same stuff over and over and over again. So I was trying to think of something that I could ask that would reveal something deeper. The the tilting psychic balance, the cosmic balance for which decides a race like this. And in thinking of that, the only thing that I could really come up with was whether or not people felt confident. Confidence. That's what I wanted to get to. Because despite the facts that uh, the fact that Georgia had just gone blue for a president for the first time in forever. You got to imagine that the life of a Georgia Democrat is, you know, since the 50s when it was a wee bit of a different party, kind of a, a study in losing. You lose all the time. You get really excited and then you lose. You're really pumped up and then you lose. Meanwhile, for the Georgia Republicans, you've never had more faction warfare, more splintering, more suspicion within your own ranks. And amongst some of them, a absolute disillusionment with the process altogether. So I tried to figure out one question that I could ask that would get to the bottom of both mental, psychic statuses. And that was this. If I gave you $50 and you had to bet on one of the two teams and you had to be right, would you bet on the Republicans or would you bet on the Democrats? I asked that of all the people that I spoke to at the Democratic uh, uh, Democratic rallies and all the people that I spoke to at the Republican rallies. And here are their answers. Up first, the Democrats. All right, let me ask you this final question. I'll let you go. Uh, I'm going to this rally, uh, an Ossoff rally, and then I'm going up to the big uh, uh, Trump rally in Dalton later tonight. I'm going to ask everybody I talk to the exact same thing. I'm going to see at the end how everything goes. If I gave you $50 and you had to bet whether the Republicans or the Democrats were going to win tomorrow, who would you put that $50 on? Republican. I mean, the uh, Democrats. People are sick of the Republicans. They're sick of the childish people. So that, that, would be, that would be an upset. Democrats haven't won a runoff here in, in, in uh, a, a pretty long time. But you think now you think now is when it's going to be? People are sick of the behavior from the Republican Party. You've, you, you had a chance to... You couldn't even get the wall built. You didn't do anything you said you were going to do. So yeah. I didn't want the wall, but you didn't follow through on your own actions, right? Uh, if I were to give you $50 and you had to bet either for both the Republicans or both the Democrats to win during tomorrow's runoff, which would you bet on? Which side would you bet on? Well, I would bet uh, on the Democrats. Uh, we have uh, been out uh, just doing everything we can. I mean, I've received uh, probably 20, 30 calls from, uh, from the Democratic Party uh, urging me to get out to vote. And of course, I, I voted early uh, through absentee ballot. Uh, but, but there's that kind of activity. And, and now we are, we're hitting the streets. 
uh, you know, to knock on doors. And of course, I'm, I'm not going to do that because of the, uh, uh, I'm 70 years old, uh, yeah. soon to be 71. <laughs> and I've got to be very careful about, uh, about where I go. But anyhow, uh, I, I would bet on the Democrats. I would bet on the Democrats. Now, I don't need to tell you as a political science major that that would not be, the, the Democrats would be the underdog historically at the very least. Democrats have not won a runoff here in, in, in a very long time. Why do you think now is the, the moment? I, I think that uh, we do have to recognize that this is a red state. Uh, there's no doubt. And uh, the fact that Biden won is a testament to basically Stacey Abrams, Abrams, uh, Abrams um, machine. But I, I'm saying that because of the divisiveness that we see in the Republican Party right now. Yeah. I, I think if uh, they were united uh, and had a, a, a fair message, then they would probably win this election. But because they are divided, uh, because we see the corruptness of the party and the lack of their uh, candidates to stand up for what's right and the rule of law. I think people will see that and either stay home or vote Democratic. Uh, so uh, uh, according to reports, uh, tonight's Trump rally is going to be one part PowerPoint presentation on how the president didn't actually lose an election that happened two months ago uh, at the expense of one that's going to happen 24 hours later or less than that. You think that that's going to be the key, the, the, the divisiveness between the Trump wing of the party and the rank and file element of the party? That's what I'm hoping. That's exactly what I'm hoping. If I gave you $50 and you had to bet it on either both the Republicans or both the Democrats winning tomorrow, and you really wanted to win, right? It wasn't just like you're throwing it in the wishing well, like you really wanted to win. Who would you bet on, the Republicans or the Democrats? That's a funny thing. I was a Republican my entire life until Obama. And then I started rethinking things, and I almost went that exact same pattern this last time, and then I went, what are you doing? Democrats, absolutely not. So you think they're going to win? Uh, yeah, I feel So not, not, not that do. you like them. Obviously, you already I voted, right? But you feel yes. that because that's a long shot historically. No, I Democrats I, I don't usually feel, win Yeah, I just feel like they will. You just think the energy is there now? Yeah, yeah, I do. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. I love your hair. Aw, thank you, random lady at the John Ossoff rally. Has been a couple pretty good hair days. Just saying. What do you say we head out on over to the red side of town? These are my interviews asking the exact same question to folks in Dalton for the Trump Leffler rally. Now, you've watched this firsthand here in Georgia. So I'm going to ask you this. If I gave you $50 and you had to bet it on either the Democrats winning or the Republicans winning, knowing in your head what happened on, on November 3rd, where would you bet that $50? I still think Trump's going to come out on top. Well, no, 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 I'm sorry. Uh, I mean, uh, for, for Leffler and, and oh, Purdue. I, I think there's a very good chance they're going to win. Uh, I think... Uh, enough to bet the $50 I'd give you? I'm sorry? Uh, enough to bet the $50 I'd give you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I bet that. I think they're going to come out ahead. Even though what happened in, in November happened in November. Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping there's less corruption. Uh, I, a lot of Republicans think that they cast a vote. It gets changed anyway. So they're trying to give up. I think some of them are just like, why bother voting? You know. Have, have you talked to anybody in your life that's like, ah, screw it. You want to know what? If, if they're going to treat Trump like that, then I don't even want a part of it. Yeah, they want to vote because they think it, it's a waste of time. Uh, because they think that 
their vote doesn't matter. There's no integrity in it. And that's a sad thing. That's, that's really a big deal. Because that's like a third world country. Well, let, me, let me ask you this, though, because do you think that if, if the president had said, even if it was a sacrifice, to say, we're still going to look into this, but the, the, the numbers are the numbers. We got to go with it. Let's focus on what matters. It's all about Kelly. It's all about David. Do you think that some of those friends that were, were pissed off would have voted, or are they gonna, were they disenfranchised no matter what? I, I, think, I think they're disenfranchised. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah. It's just, I think the first three years of his presidency kicked ass. And then, uh, then with this COVID and all that, it really took a, took a beating, you know. And then uh, I, I think if we go too far left, we may not come back again, you know. Uh, we have to have some kind of checks and balances. And I think just spending and spending and spending is not going to help us out of anything. You're just going to spend money. Knowing what happened in November, if I gave you guys $50 and you had to bet on the winner, would you bet on Leffler and Purdue winning or Ossoff and Warnock winning, considering everything that happened with the Secretary of State and the Governor? Uh, Leffler and Purdue uh, everything's not up to the Secretary of State and Governor, and I would say Leffler and Purdue. So you would bet that $50 on Leffler yeah. and Purdue. What about you? Only if they don't mess with the voting machines. I'm 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 100% sure Leffler and Purdue would. Well, win. but they might. That, that this is the part of the bet. This is you you've well, revealed the trickiness of my question here. Yeah. See, would I? You might as well ask. Would I bet? Will the Democrats try to cheat? A hundred percent, I would bet a hundred percent they will. Okay, yeah, so yes, there we go. I was going to restate it, but you already answered it. <laughs> They've already proven they will. Uh, Joe Biden has already said he's organized the best organized uh, voter fraud system in uh, American history. And they've already proven that they have. If I were to give you $50, and I've been asking this, I went to Democrat rallies earlier today, I've been asking everybody the same question. If I gave you guys $50, and you know what happened in November, you know all the controversy with the Secretary of State and the governor, and you had to win, would you bet on the Democrats winning in the Senate tomorrow or the Republicans winning in the Senate tomorrow, knowing what happened to Trump? I think it's gonna be Republican. You don't sound very sure, though. I mean, it just depends on how the votes are counted. If they're not counted correctly, then they could be a big runoff. But I just, since I've been born, this state has not been blue at all. And it's just hard to believe that it would be blue now. Especially with two Senate seats. They have two Senate seats flip on one day. What do you think? You got the $50, you got to win. You're going to really love that $100 if you win. Democrats or Republicans? Republicans. I think uh, with what happened, uh, recently with this election and everything, I think um, with what Georgia has seen what happened, I think it's enough for like a lot of uh, voters to come out and uh, support uh, our uh, Senate seats. So you don't think that after what happened that there might be some people that were diehard Trump that are like, ah, you want to know what, He's, you can't win, game's rigged, they're just going to fix it again for the Democrats like they did in November? Oh, was your question, it was asking, do I think the people that voted for Trump before, you think they'll come out and vote again? Well, partly, yeah. Oh, my bad. Um, it's hard to tell. I mean, I'm not, me, I personally, I did vote again because yeah. what do you have to lose? 
to not vote, there's... Yeah. Because if you don't vote, I don't think you have a say-so in the election. Guys, I promised you that if you were supporting us on Patreon, if you were supporting us at that $3 tier, that I would make it worth your while. And I think I did, because within 48 hours, we had three podcasts. Indeed, those interviews that you just heard with the $50 question, the full interviews were up there on Patreon. Uh, uh, We had... Uh, a full breakdown of the Trump tape. Remember that? Remember that from uh, 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 five years ago? I mean, 72 hours ago? When Donald Trump called the Secretary of State of Georgia, I listened to the whole thing and gave a full and complete breakdown. That news just happened to land on Monday. And with the Monday episode, that's a Patreon exclusive. So they got it. Along with audio from the Leffler rally. Along with... Uh, uh, my story of how well-funded the John Ossoff campaign was. And then we got uh, another full episode with the Democratic rallies, uh, the full interviews with everybody that you just heard from there. And then another one with Donald Trump and Kelly Loeffler at Dalton, Georgia last night. Guys, takepoliticsseriously.com is where you need to go if you would like to to get this kind of stuff because we're going back out on the road. I'm telling you, we ain't getting sicker this year, he said, brazenly defying God. We're only getting more healthy. That means I'm going to be out on the road uh, as, as much as I can. You can help support it by heading on over to TakePoliticsSeriously.com. And to everybody who has, we've had great support over the last 48 hours. Thank you. You want to get all those episodes? Well, then sign up right now. You still get access to them. Go check them out. TakePoliticsSeriously.com All right, before we go any further, I've got some giveaways to do. I've got a bunch of John Ossoff stuff, which I feel is going to be valued no matter how this particular election turns out. Because either you are going to get a souvenir from the most expensive Senate campaign ever run that was a failure, or you are going to get a souvenir from a campaign that helped flip the Senate. I've got buttons, I've got masks, I've got a sign. Uh, and, and then also on the other side, maybe you want the uh, 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 some, some Trump merch. The hat that was given to me by the guy from the $50 uh, hypothetical question, he gave me a Make America Great Again hat. And I'll wash it, but I'll send it to somebody. So... Here's what I want. I want everybody, if you have not already, to sign up for my free political newsletter at freepoliticalnewsletter.com. I want you there on my 
next email that goes out or any email over the next week, I want you to respond with giveaway Trump or giveaway Ossoff, whichever one you want. If you want to be in for the hat, if you want to be in for all the Ossoff merch. Next week, I will make a decision. I will announce the winners right here, and I will send all this stuff your way as soon as I'm done quarantining at a random hotel in Oakland. So here we go. Very simple. If you have not already, if you already signed up for the free political newsletter, then you already got it. But if you're not signed up for the free political newsletter at freepoliticalnewsletter.com, sign up. That's how you get the emails. When you get the email, then respond, giveaway Trump or giveaway Ossoff. Just that simple. All right. One final point and then we'll get out of here. Regardless of how things turn out tonight, I did want to highlight one final thing that has stuck out to me as I've been here. And that is, what do the Democrats do without Trump? Because this is either going to be one of two things. Either it will be an example of if Trump is not directly on the ballot then Democrats are not necessarily seeing a gigantic surge in party support. They're seeing a gigantic surge in anti-Trump support. Or if they win, this is the last dance. The last time that a race of this import will have Donald Trump stink on it to the level that it does. Because all these Senate races that were happening, there were so many of them that there was no way for uh, anybody to really put Donald Trump's influence front and center beyond just saying, oh, well, this candidate supports this uh, president or doesn't support this president. But this race, this race where Donald Trump is doing something so extraordinary in attacking his own party so newsworthy in refusing to concede the election. That blocks out the sun. And it blocks out the sun in a way that I think would have likely damaged the Democrats. Look, let's let's point this out. Reverend Raphael Warnock has a body cam video where a cop is talking to his now ex-wife and his ex-wife is saying that he's a monster who's a really good actor and that the cops were called because he just ran over her foot. Like that's a thing that's out there. And of course there's an explanation, but if Donald Trump is not doing all this, do you think that that gets more or less attention? Because I think it's more. My takeaway from this particular runoff is that they are very happy that Donald Trump did not go quietly into that good night. Obviously, the stakes here were going to be high no matter what, but the fact that Trump is still the front and center alpha and omega to every political conversation aided Ossoff and Warnock no matter where the final tally falls. And so... What happens when it goes away? 
because, you know, until we get to the Republican primary, I don't think an endorsement is going to matter in the same kind of way. Indeed, the next time that Georgia is going to see Trump, at least according to Trump, is in two years when, by his own word, Trump will do his best to damage sitting governor Brian Kemp and make him face a blistering primary that he will either lose, ending his Georgia political career, or will damage him to the point where Stacey Abrams can absolutely roll over him. It's not that Trump will ever fully go away, but he won't be the omnipresent force that he is right now for much longer. And at that point, both at the ballot box and in the donations, for which, by the way, all four of these candidates spent a half a billion dollars, if you add their packs in, to media buys, John Ossoff raised more in this election cycle than Al Gore did when he ran for president in 2000. Is any of that the same without Donald Trump? Or indeed, when he's gone, will they miss him when he's gone? I want to thank everybody that sent me out here on the road. Uh, It's been a hell of a, a couple days. Really exhausting trying to get out there and cover everything that we can. Hopefully... I made it a value for you, but uh, uh, with all the, you know, anxiety over COVID, it was something that that really energized me, and and I uh, I want to thank you one last time. Thank you to everybody at TakePoliticsSeriously.com. Uh, thank you to everybody who emails us at theyoungamerican at gmail.com. By the way, Big, extra-large mailbag on uh, Friday's episode, which will also include the return of the triad. Young, briny, Heaton coming to you on Friday, but uh, we're also going to do a big old mailbag because we haven't done one of those in a couple weeks because of the holidays. Uh, Our Twitter is at px3tweets, letter P, letter X, number three, tweets, on Twitch, PX3 Live. Our newsletter is Free Political Newsletter at freepoliticalnewsletter.com. Podcast, if you want to share it with your friends, is PX3 Podcast. You can support us not only at takepoliticsseriously.com, but also paypal.me slash payjury if you want to make a one-time donation. If you also want to do it, but you want to do it on Venmo, it is just justin-young-20. And you can send an old-fashioned check and anything else in the mail to P.O. Box 10853, Oakland, California, 94610. If you would like to get all of our premium content for a one-time contribution, 
or would like to donate in a way that's not listed, please give me an email directly at theyoungamerican at gmail.com. Meanwhile, we get into our Titanic $10 tier. I love you, TNT. Dr. G, the Jen, Kathy Mack, headphones Neil, onward to Georgia. I guess we're now here in Georgia. Maybe we're onward somewhere else. Captain Bunzo, Jay Sulu, Dallas Danger Taylor, middle-aged Mike, but what happened to Tex? Get a bucket and a mop. Cujo, Idris, Jacob, Wilson, Berkeley, Steven, Justin Egan, Dotcom Junkie, Diana, Sunny Smiles, Tempest, Fugit, Jason with Magnolia, Delta Credit Card Processing, and D Laser. We also have Jerry Tolbert, Neil Patel, Government Unfiltered, Archie, Darren Kitchen, Paul, David, Olin, and Angela, DL, Stephen, Kyle, Chad, Nomadic Terran, Miranda, Janelle, Jenny, Robert, Paul, the most conscientious nonpartisan listeners, David, Brad, Richard, D Laser, Chris Joseph, Just Another Pilot, Middle Age, Mike, uh, D Really, Frozen Summers, J Pink, and Andrew. You want to join their ranks one more time? Only one place to do it. TakePoliticsSeriously.com. Till next time, guys. This is your old pal, Justin Robert Young, signing off from the Peach State, heading into California quarantine with a reminder that some shows talk about politics, others talk about politics, and still more talk about politics, but this is the only show that dares to talk about Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> Dog and Pony Show Audio.